animation. Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork, one-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells, background paintings, and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking The Brave Little Toaster. We're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, The Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code RING. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Or as it's known in 15 seconds from now, where's John? I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Jeremy Parmentier of Retrovaniacs. What are you doing here? Oh, I heard you're trying to get some spooky games on this uh, on the Handy Pocket, and that's kind of one of my favorite times of year for games. Yeah, it is the spoopy season, and this is episode... Forty-seven, boo. So, Jeremy, I gotta ask you, what's in your pocket? A trick or a treat? Probably both, depending on. <clears throat> I mean, not choke to death. Oh my god! It was there a razor in your apple? There was in this coffee. A razor in my coffee. It's a terrible choice. Uh, it is a trick or a treat, depending on on your opinion on the game. I've been playing my annual playthrough of Deadly Premonition, the original release on the Xbox 360. Ah, a game I have never played, but I've heard lots of things about. So, uh, what is a thing you've heard about? Uh, I heard that it is um, a very weird game. It takes a lot of notes from Twin Peaks, uh, and it's about a skateboarding detective. Uh, yeah, well, actually, the skateboarding doesn't happen really until a later game, but it is about oh, okay. a... It, it's essentially... You take the if you took like the plot summary of the the start of Twin Peaks, so the very first couple episodes, and kind of just lay it out. You, you're an FBI agent who's been brought to this small northeastern town yeah. to, to because there's been a murder that ties to other murders that you've been investigating with the FBI. So you're kind of this fish out of water in this kind of quiet town full of oddballs. So you know you're there. To Is there fish in the percolator? <laughs> no, but there's plenty of coffee jokes, and there's okay. plenty of... I mean, literally, there's a there's an old sawmill. There's everything that would fit in for with with Twin Peaks is in this game. 
However, Do you find out who killed Arnold Palmer? It's <laughs> no, no, but it's a similar setup. But it's okay. not. Uh, but you do you do eventually throughout the course of the game figure out what happened. But yeah. the game itself, ha- it feels like it is really two different games with a bunch of stuff thrown off. Now, why okay. I say it's part of my spooky month gaming is there are parts of this game that are I don't want to say truly scary, but truly unsettling, which is in my opinion better. Right? If I'm going to watch a horror movie. I'd rather watch something that makes me mildly uncomfortable than just like a Nightmare on Elm Street. I, there's a place for those games, and, mm. and or a place for those movies, and I like those movies. And there's a place for Resident Evils and Silent Hills. All those are great games. I, I'm going to guarantee play a Silent Hill this year. But right. the this game has um, so so part of the game is a kind of, more like a, a grown-up graphic adventure, right? Like a, an old King's Quest kind of game. It doesn't look like that. It looks like a a Resident Evil or Silent Hill style view, but you're going from place to place. You're finding items and clues and trying to figure out this mystery, right? So that game is there, and that's probably what they worked on first, based on uh, some interviews I read with Swery, who's kind of the the mind behind it, but also mm. some of the making of stuff you find. Uh, at some point, it was determined that this game is not going to sell in the U.S. because there's not enough action. So they added these action scenes in. You can tell they've been added in later because they are of a higher quality than the rest of the game. The action scenes, while still not high quality by by the standards of, you know, if you're playing Resident Evil 3 and you right. play this, you'd be like, what is this? But the action scenes in it are still, uh, I'd put it on par with like the first Silent Hill kind of, that, that sort of, that kind of control. It's a little sloppy, but it works. Okay. And it's not, it's, it's not supposed to be a run and gun. It's supposed to kind of be a little scary at all times. This is, this has that, except that, uh, what makes this creepy is that all the bad so you'll, you'll be going through the town doing your work and yeah. it starts with one of these scenes and then all of a sudden the the game will switch to where vines grow up all around the room and everything kind of changes color and the music changes and all of a sudden you're in whatever area you were in before but now mm-hmm. it's filled with these zombies but the zombies in this game aren't just like typical horror movie zombies they look like black and white versions of regular people in the game not like specific people just generic people in the game mm-hmm but they slowly walk towards you making these almost like slowed down talking sounds and clicking and then they will spin around and almost do like a backwards slow spider walk at you while making these ta- these sounds and then at you know you, you'll kill them because you have a, a gun you start with a pistol because you're an FBI agent you when you kill them they slowly make noise again as they like kind of sink into the ground and all this but if you listen to it carefully mm-hmm. it sounds like they're asking you to kill them and then thanking you Oh, okay. But it's that these things just keep showing up, and then all of a sudden, you know, based on what is happening in the story, you'll find whatever key item or key event you need to trigger, and then those scenes just stop, and all of a sudden you're back in the regular world again, and you're like, well, better not tell anyone about that. You go on with your investigation and, you know, have other scenes where you're driving around talking to weirdos in town, because everybody in this town is a weirdo. So it's a lot like Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot like, uh, to be fair, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts, but oh, if it's okay. like this, I would love it. <laughs> I don't think it's like this a lot, but the the the, uh, the idea of going into an area and then these little uh, shadow creatures come up from the ground that you have to mitigate before you can move on with the story is definitely a part of uh, that very overrated game. Oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> but, 
What is the setup? So, okay, so you're an FBI agent. What brings you to this town? Is it a murder, like yes. Twin Peaks? Okay. You start, you, the game starts with a cinematic of these two little kids and their grandfather wandering through the woods, doing whatever. And they find this woman, like, tied or nailed or, you know, stuck with barbed wire to a tree. She's clearly dead. And uh, that calls the police in, and then they, that you know, there's something in this this murder that's yeah. very similar to other murders that your agent has been working on with the FBI. So okay. then it cuts to the intro, which is you driving in. Now you are Francis York Morgan, FBI agent. Yeah. You are the whole time while you're driving in, you're talking to someone named Zach, and this is supposed to be in like the late '80s mm -hmm. or early '90s, either way. But it's yeah. not long enough to go to have a cell phone. You wouldn't have a cell phone. You might have a car phone that looks like a giant box, but you wouldn't right. have a cell phone. So you don't see the entire car. You see most of the car. And so he's talking to Zach. He's like, so Zach, welcome to the town of Greenvale. And so you're like, okay, this is weird. Who is Zach? And then I, for a while, I was like, maybe I'm Zach. Maybe as the player, you're supposed to be Francis York Morgan's partner. Buddy. But then, yeah. yeah. But then you realize that that probably isn't the case because... Almost immediately on the way into town, and this is just part of the cinematics, not you doing anything, like it becomes rainy and gross and hard to see. And then all of a sudden there's a person standing in the road. So he's York swerves out of the way and crashes his car into the woods. And then and that's the first one of those zombie areas is you leaving the woods, going through like this kind of like nature preserve looking area back to the road. But there's no Zach. It's just York. He doesn't bring up Zach anymore. He's just walking around killing zombies. And then he keeps talking to Zach after he gets back, like putting his hand up to his ear. So I was like, maybe he has some kind of like fbi tracker like why is he talking to zach this whole time right it eventually does kind of clarify what's going on by the end of the game you know what's happening okay uh, i don't want to give it away necessarily, no don't but spoil I'll, anything i'll no. tell you i wasn't gonna even say this but i think for me this is what made this game kind of stand out in my mind so as you're doing your you know you have that first kind of zombie section and then you do a bunch of parts of the town you meet the, the weird police force and you find you go to the hotel where there's just one other person staying at the entire hotel it's very off-putting but if you ever saw um twin peaks it it's hitting all those notes it's hitting mm -hmm. in some cases ripping off those notes specifically but with this crazier backstory in the background uh in a video game sense than than twin peaks wouldn't have had then you'll go to like a hospital and all of a sudden in the hospital the hospital changes like the dark world hospital for a better no, lack of a better term and then you kill all these zombies there and then it ends after that section's over and you're walking out of the hospital so i thought for the longest time that what's happening is like your character is having these psychotic breakdowns where you think you're seeing zombies everywhere but really you're just killing everybody in town oh okay. <laughs> and nobody well i'm going to say that that's not what's happening and that after like the third time you realize wait that's not the angle they're going to take but i was like man if that's what they're doing with this game how awesome and dark is that that's pretty wild yeah the game itself th those sections are creepy enough they're not super creepy but you know if you play them and just turn the volume up so you can hear the weird noises they're making and the yeah. way they walk is is off-putting but then just everything else in town is is unsettling it's all slightly off nothing in town sure. is like there's not like a straight man in the town everybody in this town is somehow weird uh, sometimes it's comical weird and sometimes it's just like i don't understand why they're doing this also the game itself the way it's put together is incredibly haphazard graphically it's not great it's mm. fine but it's not great so I was trying to think earlier how to explain this. The way I like horror movies, I don't want to see a horror movie with extremely clear like visuals. My favorite horror movies are either ones that are so old that the only way you can get them is on like, you know, 
But the scariest movie I've ever seen is a VHS copy of the original Evil Dead that was so grainy I couldn't see certain scenes. And I thought it was the most terrifying movie I'd ever seen when I was 14. I mean, right. literally, after it was over, I had to like turn all the lights on, and I was like, that was absolutely terrifying. Well, I have it now on like a remastered Blu-ray, and uh, it's much, much less scary when you can see the the actual effects of everything. But when it wasn't, it was like, this is the most terrifying thing ever. So the sure. fact that the game doesn't have extremely high quality visuals and it's a little bit janky at all times kind of works in its favor to feel so unsettling. The sound is wonderfully chosen. At first, you're kind of like, did they just pick random notes to tie together? And everything's like that. Everything feels like like someone wasn't quite sure what they were doing and just left it in. Well, well explain that further. So it's like ambient music or is it like experimental music? It's almost like experimental jazz music in parts, but then the next section will just have a guy whistling and playing acoustic guitar in a very happy manner. Okay. Like it's not consistent and they keep you reusing the same sound effects over and over again. So like your save file and any item you find, any key thing has the same like and it fades off and then it goes back to some guy whistling and playing guitar while this mm. like creepy noise goes on in the background there's there's a specific bunch of of notes that they have during the cinematics where it's just some guy crazily playing like trumpet over something and it <laughs> it sounds like a crazy person it's awesome because right. it totally makes it all kind of feel off kilter but then tied into this so you know you're following this murder investigation game where everyone's a weirdo you've yeah. got these zombie scenes that happen on its own that would be enough but what sells this game for me and makes it more of a treat uh, with, with some tricks tied in as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, it's it's like a kind of OK zombie game and a kind of OK adventure. Game. It was at some point in development, they said, you know what? Every game needs a fishing game. Every game needs a driving section. Every game needs. So they just threw in everything they like from other games. Ah. So there is there are sections where you can fish for no reason. You can do it <laughs> and you'll get like items, but they're like minor healing items. Nothing crazy. It's actually not even a terrible fishing game. To be honest, the fishing part of it is not so bad. Uh, there's there are sections. So you're driving around town in real time where it's it's an open world for the most part. And you can drive your car around in, in a horribly uh, designed car physics engine. Like it's not <laughs> it's not clean. There are parts where like if you drive into a car, there's no damage. You just both stop. Oh, so it's not even like GTA Three. It's no, yeah, no, it's, it's, worse than it's that, yeah. boxy and bad, and and you have but but you there are some things where you have time limits to try to get from one side of the town to the other, and all oh, the so roads look the same. And, crazy taxi in there for you too. Yeah, like a very very badly controlling <laughs> slow crazy taxi. But then in those sections, you'll find like a driving challenge where it's like all of a sudden you have these cones, and and it changes to like this ridiculously cartoony over-the-top arcade like Daytona USA racing track and you drive slowly through these cones in the parking lot of a school. You should have wrote about this for uh, Read Only Magazine weird issue. I considered it. I, so I considered many it, but different I think elements in this game. It's interesting. Well, it is. And there, there's even a, a Sokoban puzzle in there where you uh, you go help some guy at a, a convenience now store. Now I got to play it. I gotta and you got to help him move boxes around. Uh, yep. There's a darts game that's in there for no reason. It does nothing for you. But if you become the champion, it gives you like an award. Uh, then that does nothing. It is. It's all the things that I like in open world games, but all thrown in at the end. So they, they are all a little bit off. They're, yeah. they're all a little like they're not extremely well made. Sometimes they have no purpose. Sometimes they just stop. It's all a part of what makes this game so good. It's like a classic B movie or a video game version of like the best B movie you'd ever watch. 
And I know some people are into that. And so I get why it's a, a fairly divisive game. You know, there are people that love it. I'm in that camp. And there's people who are like, this game is garbage. And they're not wrong. But it's well, the most is fun Is that garbage. because it gets the... It, it's under this umbrella of a genre known as the survival horror game. And I think a lot of games got hurt because they weren't Resident Evil, which a lot of people associate with that genre. Is it is it wrong classifying this game as a survival horror game? Well, it is. And, and again, those action sections were probably, I mean, depending on what you read, they were added at the very end or right. added late in development. So those, those sections that would make it, quote, survival horror weren't even in the original game, as far as I can tell. Right. And they are fine, but they don't they don't build on that. There aren't all the bosses, which is only really one boss in this game until the very end, are QTEs. So you're just like, you'll go through all these sections where you are fighting zombies, and all of a sudden it's, you know, hit a button to avoid this guy with an axe. And then. So it's safe for us to assume that the game started probably as just a proto. Oh, and you tell me if I'm wrong with this. I'm just gleaming this off of what you're saying. Without the other elements, I'm just saying with solving the case, right? This is like a proto. L.A. Noir, where you're in just investigating a crime in a town, but it has this this homage to Twin Peaks, so everything is this David Lynchian weird vibe that's happening around you, which is why you get the sort of car challenges and the fishing and whatnot. Yes, but actually, I'd say it's closer to the original Shenmue. Okay. Right, so you're walking through... It's a town where everything theoretically everything is is available right so you can go into a lot of buildings and you know buy coffee and you can go to this diner and you can drive to these houses and look in their windows and all this i mean it's all stuff you can do that like the idea of, of an open you know a town where everyone does their own thing yeah. everyone has their own clock there's certain times people are at certain sections it's right. very much like shenmue in that way but instead of having you know that virtual fighter kind of fighting that mm -hmm. uh that shenmue was built on I guess they got far enough down the road where they're like, oh, there's no action in this game. Like, there's there's these sections where you do QTEs, but right. we need something else. So they threw these these zombie sections in, and they loosely tied the story to the point where they don't really explain where these zombies come from, right? You, you get the rest of the thing, the story tied together as neatly as a crazy story is going to be tied together. But these zombie things are just like, well, clearly it's part of this overall plan. Like, well, no, no. How do, how do these zombies exist? Where do they come from? What what are they here for? And you don't really ever find that out. Yeah, it's um, it, it's weird because it sounds like it's a game that could have come out in the early 2000s. It came out in the, you know, mid 2010. So it was already well established what an open world game was. I mean, I think two years earlier, Fallout 3 had come out, right? Which kind of like set the stage for Skyrim. I mean, Oblivion came out even earlier than that. So I'm just trying to pin what the, aside from obviously we're going to make a Twin Peaks type game. What other notes would you say this game hits for somebody who is coming into it for the first time and might want to try it? based on what you've said so far. It, to me, I, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing it's this, if you look at it visually, it looks like one of these walking simulators for the, its time. Yeah, it's, it's a little faster than that, but it's, it is that kind of, when you're not in the zombie sections, very slow like that. I, I If I'm trying to sell someone to play this game, I'm telling you, you gotta get past the first, the first couple sections of the game. You gotta get past the first zombie section, get through the, the town section and to the next zombie section to really start meeting the townspeople. There's a certain point early on where they call like a town meeting to discuss uh, these murder this murder that's happening and the fact that there's an FBI agent here and you meet everybody in town and they're all just just nuts. 
There's there's just every crazy trope character that you could have in a game like this is included, but there's also people that make even less sense. There's a lady that walks around with a pot. Just has a pot in her hand like, oh, that's like, like a hot pot. Oh, that's like the lady pot. who carries around the, the log. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all these Twin Peaks things in here. I love this game because it's all so weird. By the time you get to the end of this game, if you have the patience to sit through it, because it does have some sections that are paced incredibly poorly. Mm. Uh, there, there's In between, the zombie sections gets longer and longer, and then you're realizing, like, oh, I see why they added these in, because otherwise it's eight hours of driving across the town over and over again. Right. Uh, so it's, you know, but learning where everybody is at certain times, doing all these little side missions, make the game as far as I'm concerned, and just really just just get into it. Get into where you, you are buying all the crazy stuff they're throwing at you, and it is well worth your time because there's nothing else that I've ever played quite like it. Like there, It starts out very much like, oh, this is a bad Resident Evil, but right. by the end, you're like, there, even Resident Evil has nothing on what this game is pulling off by the end. Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me, as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out OneRadClub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.